High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Welcome back to High Noon. Ivan filling in for George here today. It's a great pleasure to have one of our favourite slots of the week on Wednesday at this time. Deirdre Cullen, Senior Statistician with the CSO, joins us to pick out interesting and revealing little facts that you may not be aware of. And today we're looking at agricultural land prices. Deirdre, you're most welcome back again. Thank you, Ivan. uh, To High Noon. Now, uh, what say you? Well, I, you know, I you're sitting in for George and I, I you know, so tried to find something that you might be interested in. So uh, the CSO published there a couple of weeks ago uh, a statistical release on land prices, agricultural land prices. And I thought, well, there, there's a good topic that might interest Ivan. And one of the things I love doing about this show is that I have to prepare myself on the numbers each week and I'm learning so much. So I didn't know how much an acre of arable or grassland was. I'm going to take a guess Go on then. that land in Wexford is worth about 13,000 an acre. Good agricultural land because um, I've been involved in a couple of cases with valuations. Is that on the high side or on the low side? You're you're a bit high there. The The average price per acre for arable land was just under 10,000 in the southeast. I only have it by regions, not okay. by county. 9,800 euro. And, and if for you can gra- buy me, and for I grassland, will sell it as a profit. For grassland, it was um, 8,400 in the southeast. The dearest place for um, arable land into, these are 2015 uh, figures, was the southwest at 12,300 an acre. Right. And the cheapest place was the border at 6,850 an acre. Um, grassland is uh, cheaper than arable land. Yeah. So at, at a state uh, level, uh, arable land is just under 10,000 an acre and grassland is just over 5,600 an acre. OK. Now, for general property prices... We came through a 2008-2010 crash where property prices, I think as a national average, halved in price. You know, uh, greenfield sites in the middle of nowhere dropped 90% in price. If you look back over recent years, what is the trend in agricultural prices? Is it the same? It was high, it crashed and is now bouncing back. And in some cases with rents in Dublin, you know, they're back now beyond Celtic Tiger levels. What's the profile of a trend? So I just looked back to 2013, uh, Ivan, for, for today's yeah. purposes, and there wasn't much increase over the last couple of years. So it kind of went up and down. I have to say, and the CSO does put a bit of a health warning on these statistics, because the actual volume of transactions and the volume of land sold, agricultural land, that changes hands in Ireland is very, very low. Less than half of 1% of all agricultural land is transacted in Ireland every year. Well, of course, and, this and, is the and big so, debate. And, yeah, and so the, the change in prices you know, it, it, it can be a bit bumpy, you know. And so if there was a, a prime plot that might drive the price up and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I because didn't... Because the big, the big issue, the big issue, we take something like milk, right, where there's now no quotas and anyone can produce milk and anyone in milk can produce as much of it as you like. And they would be predominantly grassland. So the demand since quotas went 18 months ago, has rocketed upwards. And this is all reflected in the very thing you put your finger on, which is the lack of mobility of land. In other words, people are renting it on what's called Conacre on a year-to-year basis, which is not bad. So in other words, if you lease land for eight years, you can actually pay no tax on the rental income, whereas in Conacre you do. 
Do you have statistics in relation to the, all the transactions for land, letting of land, uh, sales of land and, and so on? I've been on before with George and we did look at the amount of agricultural land that's leased. I think we were both a bit surprised that it was as high as it was. Um, but you're right about grassland. I mean, 48,500 acres of grassland uh, changed hands in 2015, whereas with arable land, only 3,000 um, acres so like far more grassland changes hands than arable land or land for crops okay. so I, I guess but that's the ratio of arable land to grassland would be would be about rata, that would it okay yeah. see, you're, yeah, you see, a, see I'm just a lowly more, statistician like, you're, like, no, about you're a 10% man in the know. of the country would be in crops okay. and the rest would all be in grassland so that's okay and, so, uh, so, so the average plot size yeah what would you think that. Well, you see, the thing that, 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 that you see, I, this is where I'm, I'm quizzing you on the statistics. Because, you know, you have, an, uh, you have land sales, right? But I could decide, right, oh, I have a bit of ro- road frontage there and I'd sell a one acre site, right? And then someone else has done a residential farm with 150 acres. My question to you is this. Would small building sites, which are sales of land, skew the figures to being much smaller than the actual farm size of a soil. Okay, so and in the background notes and it's always very important whenever you're looking at numbers that you understand what you're looking at and you read the background notes and so these statistics are just for agricultural land and it's not for where so uh, development are, land no, builders wouldn't not, be included. Not included at all. So, um, and it wouldn't include a plot if there was a house on it, or if there was some conditions attached. And so it you're doesn't comparing include oranges with oranges. It doesn't include transfers between families and inheritance and and that sort of thing. You know, if that you know maybe between brothers or whatever. And it doesn't include commonage. So the average parcel size um, of land sold in in 2015 was 21 acres. Was it? Yeah. Now there were some small parcels, um, you know, at a tenth of a hectare. Do you have a median figure? I tell you, I can tell you that up in the border, the average parcel size of arable land would be much smaller. No, it was it was much higher. It was, was thirty three acres, and in Dublin, it was only seventeen. With the grassland, it's more even across the country, right. so it tends to be about twenty acres for the average parcel size for the grassland. And tell me, would you have any idea? Because the big cloud on the horizon. Right. Because uh, I don't know if CFSO does forecasting. Uh, probably not. Uh, Brexit. Brexit, uh, you know, 50 percent of our agricultural produce goes to the UK. And if we have WTO rules for all that, it obviously has a stark prospect for incomes. And then you have the situation in Northern Ireland. Uh, no CAP means no single farm payments and so on. Are there any signs that the imminence of the reality of Brexit is starting to feed into these figures or not? Are farmers carrying on regardless? So these figures are 2015 figures, unfortunately, okay. and it does take a while. Well, the know. referendum was in June 16, in fairness. Exactly. <laughs> they, they weren't able to see around corners <laughs> No, like that. no. So, I mean, I wouldn't have any indication from from this data, but um, presumably the 16 data will be published soon and then the 17 data, and that will tell... Uh, more of a picture. Um, just with regards to the total value, 300 million euro worth of, of land is was sold last year. So it's small enough. It's small enough in, in the scheme of things, you know, with regards to the size of the economy. But as you were saying, the actual volume of land that changes hands every year, it's it's, yeah, just it's small that, in the scheme of things also, with agricultural land. This, I thought every time you sold a property, it had to be registered and that there was a kind of register of sales of things. How 
how do you actually compile? Is your data, in other words, what's the raw information that gives you the statistics on land prices? Is it from that same register of every auctioneer and every valuer puts in their recorded sales? We get our raw data from a range of sources. Some of it is surveys and some of it is administrative data. And we more and more want to move to administrative data because the data is there already. So we take it and we can manipulate it and we can produce statistics. So this data that I'm looking at today, it comes from the Revenue Commissioner's stamp duty returns. Right. And they're used to calculate the median and mean price of land sold. And then to determine the description of the land, we use data matching and we match it with them. Other property registration authority data, the geo directory and the census of agriculture data. So we we combine a range of sources together so that we can determine, you know, basically arable grassland and and get the characteristics of the land as well as just the the average price. So I understand the recorded transactions from what you've just said. What's the survey stuff? Well, there's a census of agriculture every five years. What do you ask the farmers in the question? Did you ever own a farm? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I know, but sure, I get the wife to fill out this. You know well, what prob- I mean? Like, you know, it's not easy. It's a bit like your census <laughs> form, <laughs> She must well, be the head no, of the so, household, so, so, so is she? So, so, so the, 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 I mean, I'm sure they ask them about their, so, their so assets. So it's the, it's the actual census gives you your survey data? Yes. Yes, okay. the, the census of agriculture. Okay. Yes, but and then here we we get the the values are taken from, like I say, the stamp duty returns. Okay, and just extending it on in terms of agricultural data, all aspects, not just land prices. What else do you do for agriculture in terms of? Cattle slaughtered. Like, do you do all that kind of pigs oh, we, exported? We, we, ha- I, I threw, or George threw the gauntlet down to me one week when I came in with numbers on cattle and pigs Live and sheep and chickens. And he said, you cannot make this interesting. And, you know, we did make it interesting and it was a good show. So, look, the CSO produces a wide, wide range of data and um, it produces monthly uh, releases on the milk prices, cattle slaughterings, you know, and various I, I, livestock data. And do the Department of Agriculture help you with that or do you do it on your own, EO? I, it's a range of sources. So some of it would come from the Department of Agriculture. Some of it comes through surveys, uh, phone surveys, etc. So it's it's a whole wide range of, of, of sources and methodologies. And last week we spoke about your data in relation to the constituencies going directly to the Constituency Review Commission and so on. The data that you do in agriculture, uh, who utilises that? I guess uh, farmers, um, Chagask, the department, um, um, a whole wide range of sources, government departments, everybody who wants to understand agriculture and how it's working in Ireland and and basically describe Irish agriculture to me, describe the length, breadth, weight. So policy makers, IFA, uh, you know. One of the statistical questions, Deirdre, I always wanted to ask, I'm often reading the Racing Post and I'm looking at the horse sales, yearlings and horses in training and so on. And it says there were 132 lots sold and the average price was 23,000 and the median price was 17,000. And I can understand the average is the total number sold into the total amount of revenue raised. What is the median of something? Okay, so the reason they would publish the median as well as the mean, um, Ivan, is to eliminate the possibility of one single value being very, very high and pulling the average up or down. So if you sell 20 horses and they go for 10,000 each, but one horse goes for 100,000. Or a million, it's go- yeah. yeah. Or a million. It's going to pull the average up and distort it. With the median price, you rank all the values in order. So 100 horses sold, rank the value that every horse was sold at, and you take the value at 0.50. 
So it's to eliminate very high or very low values at either end of your distribution. So just go and through so the maths again. You, you rank the 100 lots, 1 to 100, and the million well, and the bottom one sold for 10 grand. Yeah. And, and then and you, you do what? You just take the midpoint value. Oh, it's so as lot as number, that. if there's yes. lot number 50... Well, uh, oh, ranked so according ranking, to yes, size. Yes, yes, ranked yes, according yes. to size. So the the median price of an acre of uh, agricultural land in 2015 in Ireland was 6,615 and the mean was 5,907. So that tells me that there was some sales with very low values that pulled the average down. This is what I'm talking about, Deirdre. You learn something new every day. Deirdre Cullen, senior statistician, uh, responsible for the census of population and today responsible for all things agriculture. Thank you for being our guest on High Noon and thank you for putting up with me. So that's it from me today. Sean Moncrief is up next. The sound engineer today, as always, was Michael Quilligan. My thanks to the production team of Kira Courtney, Alex Russo, Aoife Breen and the man himself, Mark Simpson. I'll actually be on the cutting edge tonight uh, trying to keep order with uh, Brendan O'Connor et al and I'll be back in the calmer waters tomorrow to talk to you on High Noon at 12. Enjoy your day.